Welcome back to another episode of Create Your Life with your host, Tessa Lloyd. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we meet today, the Wadarong people of the Wadarong Aboriginal Corporation, and pay my respects to Elders past and present. Hello, 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 hello. How you going? You're listening to Tessa Lloyd on Create Your Life. Um, if you are an ongoing tuner in welcome back. And if this is your first episode because you are tuning in for this particular topic, then welcome as well. Oh, how's everyone's weeks been? Weekends? I have been exploring so much. <laughs> Um, At the moment, my routine is to work on my business, work in my business, and then head off in the car with Poppy Girl, my little Silky, and go explore some things, which has been the best and also a really beautiful way to live, and then um, have a chat to you guys about really cool stuff, well, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, So yes, welcome, my loves. Today, we're going to be having a chat about business. So I'm going to take you through some topics that when I put questions out there, like, what do you guys want to hear about more often than not, which really lights me up. I'm like, fuck yeah, look at all these women just like so keen to learn. Um, when I, yeah, put this out into the world, you guys are like, I want to learn about business. I want to know how to start a business. I want to know how to upgrade my business, which is fucking cool. Um, And I want to preface this by saying that I'm not a um, business consultant or a, you know, a business coach specifically. I just, I run some businesses, Um, not just. I always tell the women who I work with, don't say just, it's not just, it's fucking amazing. Um, But yes, I do run some businesses. So this is just coming from a personal perspective um, and having a chat about some of the things that I've learned along the way. So I thought what I might do first is take you through um, my my personal few years of starting up a business because it was a doozy um, in the best way. And I am so happy I did it every single day. But it doesn't come without its trade-offs. It doesn't come without its sacrifices or hard work. What I want to talk to you today about is how we can put in hard work, but not go in with the mindset that it has to be hard. And I'm going to yeah have a chat about the difference between that. There is a fine line between wanting to manifest your dream future while sitting on the couch watching Netflix and making everything so fucking hard for yourself that you actually miss the joy and the freedom and ease of of being in your own business and being your own boss in the first place, which um, for some of you listening, I'm sure is quite relevant where we know we want, we know we need to put in the work. Um, and sometimes it can feel like so much and feel like we're putting in so much that it, yeah, ends up being something that 
makes us want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix in the end anyway. So yeah, going to have a bit of a chat about that. I'm also acknowledging that while I'm recording this, Australia and around the world, um, that in Australia and around the world, we are having yeah, a, a tricky time, a tricky time in life, a tricky time for health, a tricky time for business. Um, and then so many pockets of beauty and joy and laughter and ease amongst this. And I want to acknowledge that this won't be everyone's story. This won't be everyone's mindset, but I'm not going to stay in the framework of I am so privileged throughout this whole conversation. I want to call you guys up um, into a different way of looking at things and letting you shine your light within your business when the world needs it most. Letting you shift your mindset when you need it most, when your family needs it most, when those around you need it most. I'm going to call you up. So this is the only time that I will say this. I acknowledge that we are going through a big shift at the moment. We are going through a mental health crisis within Australia and businesses, some businesses are struggling. I want to show you where you can be called up and take opportunities where you can and, and hopefully feel inspired um, going forth in some way. I know that this story will not be everyone's story. I acknowledge that. And that's the last time I'll say that. <laughs> From now on, I'm calling you up. Okay, so at the moment I'm recording this, I have moved myself over to Western Australia. And yeah, like I said at the start of the episode, I am spending a lot of time exploring. And that was my intention. I wanted to build my business to a point where I could move if I wanted to and explore if I wanted to and also support my emotional, mental, physical well-being when I wanted to. So that's not the only reason I started the business, but it's a big part of why I moved over to the Margaret River in Western Australia. And yeah, uh, my business now supports me to um, really explore myself and explore my surroundings. Currently, I am the... Um, owner and founder and director <laughs> how those words of a company called our mindful youth which i started from scratch two years ago um, and now has a team of um, allied health support beautiful humans who work together with children on the spectrum and adults on the spectrum and provide art therapy and occupational therapy services to our clients and yeah it's been a really beautiful journey watching that play out a really wonderful way to learn about myself as a businesswoman and also build a sister company alongside, which is where I do mentoring for um, women in business and mentoring for women in general. And again, calling them up into a different way of living and yeah, I, to say it's been big <laughs> doesn't really cover it. How I started my business journey was, I'm going to take us back to 2000 and when did I start? 2017. 
So I'm reading to you from a place of being set up in, in a spot across from Australia um, and managing a business from the other side of the country and having lots of freedom. That's where I speak to you from. Where I started from is a completely different place. And I say this because it's really disheartening and really easy for um, the women who I support and the women who I talk to, and not just women, men as well. All humans experience the ego's sneaky function of telling us that some people can have something but that we can't. You know, oh, they must have, they must have uh, been given that by a family member. They must have not had to pay rent for the year. They must have not had children. You know, this constant, oh, well, they get this, I don't get that. And sometimes there's very valid reasons to be saying that. Sometimes it's your ego trying to fuck you over to keep you safe. The ego's primary function is a very primal need of being safe and how to stay a part of the pack. And often that means staying small, being quiet and just doing what needs to be done. And what I want to tell you today is if that is going to be the mindset that you are taking into business and you continue to stay in business of comparison and lack and they get this, I only get this, it's going to be really hard to build a sustainable, heart-led, thriving business. And that's the fact of the matter. So I want to acknowledge that straight away because when I work with people now, I, I wish I could like shake up a bowl and show them where things started because it's going to take some hard work. It's going to take trade-offs and sacrifices and it's going to ask you to prepare to lose things and to be ready to gain things as well and these two factors being ready to lose and gain are game changers within the business realm so if you are prone to wanting to stay the same and self-sabotaging when things get good or making reasons why things need to be bad that's going to be a hurdle for you as well and it doesn't mean that you can't start your own business it's just something that can trip you up and something to be aware of going forward um, no one waves a magic wand everyone sacrifices everyone makes big choices everyone says goodbye to some people and goodbye to some lifestyles and goodbye to some money and behaviors and comforts but the payoff is what's on the other side and hands down every single minute of the day I would sacrifice it all again for the peace that comes from doing the work that you came here to do to have felt the fear and done it anyway so in 2017 I was finishing off my last year of occupational therapy at Deakin. So by trade, I'm an occupational therapist and I was finishing up and I was taken on 
a bit of a journey during a yoga class. <laughs> and I came out and called my mum and dad and I was like, oh, I'm going to go study art therapy next year. And I think I'm going to go to Vietnam for a little bit and just get away. Um, and yeah, went traveling and that was really beautiful. And I did, I signed up for art therapy for 2018 and I put a lot into my application and I was just so passionate about this new way of therapy. And when I did that, when I started looking into my application, I started to put together some words on creative wellness and opening up your mind to a new way of supporting yourself and improving yourself. And I was writing and then I started putting it onto a blog. And that's how it started. So I created my first business called The Art of Inside. I went online and did all the things that you do when you start a business. I got my own ABN. I purchased um, my business name. So I covered myself for The Art of Insight. I made my own website. So for, what's that, four years now I've been building websites. Um, and this whole time, it felt like the beginning, but I was never scared to start. I never, of course I compared every now and then along the way, but I think that was really useful for me personally, that I never looked around at what someone else was doing and created from a state of lack and what I don't have compared to them. I just knew what I wanted. I knew what felt good and I started to do it and I wasn't afraid for it to feel and look like shit at the start. And maybe a part of that is I didn't go in with ego. I just, I was excited and I knew what I wanted to make and do. And I just did it. It wasn't about making myself and it wasn't about proving something about myself or compensating for anything. I just was excited. And I think that really supported me in the start to just put something out there to know that I liked it and to keep going. More often than not, we start our journey and we're just so sensitive to what people think of it and feedback and criticism and we compare ourselves constantly and that is just your ego piping up being like no we learned early on that it's safer to stay small shut the fuck up and it's just not on <laughs> it's just not going to fly when you want to create a business that you truly believe in that's not just not on so I started that in 2017 and yeah, went traveling and then I started an Instagram page and I um, started connecting with other art therapists who wanted to, you know, bring creativity to life as well. And that was really cool. That was my 2017 project was connecting in that way because I was so interested in art therapy. Um, 2018 came around, I graduated from my OT bachelor and I signed up for, I've told so many people by now, 
that I did my art therapy diploma at the Icon Institute, like, oh my God. It was so beautiful and exactly what I needed at that moment. And I was so happy that after all the research I did, there's a few different places to do art therapy now, study it. I was so happy that my research took me there. It was just the most integrated embodied experience and the way that I learned about myself while learning about art therapy modalities and how to bring that into my career as an OT was so phenomenal. Um, so yeah, and in 2018, I mean, 2018 was my big awakening year as well. I was really loving yoga, was really loving meditation, taking myself to healing circles um, yeah, I really slowed from a run to a walk then and, and my business came with me as well. So I started hosting, uh, first I created an ebook with about 20 other contributors um, and that was just the best. So I had always experienced depression during winter and when I created this ebook, I also came to an understanding that winter shows us what we haven't healed, <laughs> right? So when we slow down and our psyche is holding onto things and there's no cider, there's no festivals, there's no distractions because winter's our hibernation year, uh, our hibernation months, we are left with these thoughts that if we haven't, you know, let ourselves sit with them at all, or process them, or um, or express them, then it shows us ourselves. And during that time, I was just learning to see myself, and that was really beautiful to do alongside these local women from Geelong who I had connected with during that year to collaborate with them and learn about how they support themselves in winter and how they support their clients. So it was a winter wellness book which looked at the different ways that you can support your mental health over winter and it was just the best and it feels like another lifetime ago now um, but it was a really wonderful way to start. I made no money during this process. The, the full ebook was free and I, I stand by that to this day. There's moments where you are so generous with your craft even when you've passed the point of being that generous. So when I see women who, women, everyone, when I see people who come to me and they are still undercharging for their services and their craft is just wonderful and, you know, they've been around for a long time and they're just fantastic at what they do, I, I support them to look at what feels really true for them and how to reflect their worth but in this stage where I had just started I every day of the week would go back and make sure that that ebook was free and available to those who wanted it and also as a business opportunity for myself to connect with people in my local community and show people what I could do and that was an important sacrifice that I made so much time and my beautiful friend Jessica sat with me so much and we built this beautiful book together and 
I think a lot of the time it gets lost along the way, this notion of putting in the work and not expecting the return immediately, not expecting instant gratification. I knew I could sense that I needed to do this. I didn't yet know what it would lead to, but I knew that I wanted to connect with my community to understand others more, to understand myself more and to better my craft. So I started to connect in a really beautiful, intentional way. It wasn't to sell anything. It wasn't to make money. It was to connect. And yeah, that was a really beautiful part of my 2018. So we created that. And then I started to host workshops because I could feel that um, I wanted to start seeing people face to face. So I started hosting workshops using what I had learned, what I was learning while I was studying my diploma in art psychotherapy. And I made no money off them. I had 20 people to each workshop. I hired the venue. I charged, I think it was $50 a ticket for, I think it was all up a four-hour workshop. (laughs) Now I charge um, $100 for two hours. And back then, that was all so important for me because I was mastering my craft. I was doing what my beautiful friend Trace always mentions, the draft copy. So I always come back to these moments and it humbles me and it also excites me that we can start from absolutely fucking nothing and build something really beautiful. And I think that there are some people that need to hear that when they start to feel disheartened that, you know, the cocoon didn't become the butterfly overnight. And the other end of that is, is when you are the butterfly, really knowing you're the, that you're the motherfucking butterfly and stop trying to pretend that you are still in the cocoon. But when you are in the cocoon, just knowing that all of this is building up your foundations. So yeah, I hosted these workshops. I love them. I wasn't thinking about the money I was making then. I was just, I was getting going and I was getting my name out there and I was building the integrity behind my services and making sure that I was experienced in the, in the products that I was delivering and what I wanted to give to my clients. So while I was doing this, I was also working as an occupational therapist with young children. And as I did that, I slowly brought in everything that I was doing um, within my art therapy course into my OT work as well. So allowing young people to create and express themselves through art has been one of the most awe-inspiring experiences of my life because there are so many moments where verbal communication doesn't cut it. So that was really wonderful. And 2018 was one of my favorite years ever. Hands down, one of my favorite years ever. Um, yeah, so that was my, my second draft copy year I was starting to lift things off the ground I then hosted some yoga and art workshops some mindful painting workshops and then I really landed on the love of my life with uh, vision board workshops so that's where we tune in let go of what needs to be let go of and call in our future that is so true to our heart And this is what I'm talking about today is how are we calling a business in that is so true to our heart. And things started to really take off then with 
workshops. So I, they started to grow. I started to increase my prices. I knew how I wanted to do it. I was changing the way that I was um, running workshops as well. And the following year, I was still working as an occupational therapist for somebody else. And coming from a year in 2018, and I know I look back now and I know it was necessary, but I came from a year in 2018 where there was so much expansion and so much hope and I could really do things in my own way. So my little Aquarius son uh, frothed that. <laughs> and yeah, in 2019, I started working for a company. It just wasn't working out without going into it too much. You know that feeling of being squashed? <laughs> Which I'm sure you do. Of being squashed and shushed and disappointed and let down and bored. Um, yeah, I really felt that. And it had so much to do with me and what I wasn't letting myself see. So this, during this year, 2019, my workshops dropped off. I lost energy. I started to stop speaking up for what I needed, even though I knew what I needed. And I got trapped where I know so many of the people I work with can get trapped in that this is it. This is all I can ask for. You can't get much better than this. And it was just all a load of bullshit. And my ego just made up these excuses. I, I said to so many people, I can't quit my job until I get my Medicare registration so that people who have a, a mental health care plan can see me. And that was so false. And when I got it, I've ended up using it maybe three times because I never needed it. <laughs> I never needed that registration. The clients who wanted to see me saw me immediately and the Medicare was just a bonus. But the brain can do this. It can go, oh, if you get this, then you'll reach the oasis. Then things will be easy. Then you can get going. And I'm sure you can resonate with this. When I make the money, when I lose the weight, when I look like this, when this person joins me, when I understand this concept, when I take this course. And yes, those things are, uh, some of those things are useful. But should you wait for all the fear to go, all the doubt to go, all the pieces in the puzzle to line up before you take the jump? No because you'll be waiting a really fucking long time because once the brain gets a certain amount in order, it'll find more. It'll find more reasons to not do what you're being called to do. And that's just a really big waste. <laughs> so the end of 2019, I went on a holiday with my ex-partner and I traveled home after that. Actually, I traveled home before this holiday to my family's farm and I was really at wit's end you know that moment where you're like I just I need a sign I need something and it was a full moon and I didn't you know how we do I went out and sat in the dark and just looked up at the moon and you can see all the stars at the farm there's like no fog or anything anywhere and I for the first time in so long I'd let all of my practices go but for the first time in so long, I was like, if you had an intention right now, what would it be? And I, I just got sent, you know, it would be to listen. 
Just listen. Nothing big, just listen. And so I went to bed that night and I listened. And while I was home, I got really sick. I was just so miserable at my job. I got really sick, like run down with a virus. And I mean, it was nothing um, dangerous or anything, but I was like, yeah, okay, I'm listening. (laughs) I'm listening. I'm not so arrogant that I will ask to be sent a sign. And when I get it, I just sweep it under the rug because I'm like, no, it's too hard. And I quit my job that week. (laughs) Quit my job that week, went on a holiday to Port Douglas, sat in the sunshine. I came back and I was like, all right, time to go. So by this time, I had been working on the side. So amongst full-time work as an OT, I had been working on the side um, after work and on the weekends and whenever I could listening to podcasts, listening to uh, reading books, like reading up on how I wanted to do business. And I had started the month before, maybe two months before I left, I had started seeing one-to-one clients to do um, art-based activities with them. And it it was nothing close to what I knew this company was going to be, but it was a start and I wanted to start. I needed to start, like my soul was dead. So leading up to quitting, I was like, I just want something else. And so I did it and I, in this time, had been doing, um, what had I been doing first to lead me up to this point? I had slowly set up my own website, slowly set up a referral form and I put that referral form up on the website and just said, if you want to work with me, this was under um, what's called the National Disability Insurance Scheme. If you have the funding within this category and if you want to work with me, not to do therapy, but to do to make art with me and you have the funding, then come. And I got my first two clients that week, and I still work with them today. And that was a really beautiful lifeline during a time where I'd forgotten what was possible. Um, Not a lifeline, a, a business lifeline. And by the time I quit, I was so ready to go. So emotionally, I was so ready to go. I signed up for a couple of weeks before I quit. (laughs) I signed up for my friends. So she's my friend now. She wasn't uh, at the time. She was my business coach. So she was running a business coaching program. And I'd never done anything like that before. I couldn't sleep. And I had been saying to my partner at the time, like, fuck, there's got to be something more. And there was, and I could feel that, and you feel it in your bones, right, when there's something more out there, and yeah, I just hopped on Trace's profile one night, and then <laughs> applied to her program that night, it was so wild, it was like 12 on a week night, and yeah, I just, yeah, I messaged her and said, I think I'm going to shit myself, but I just signed up for your coaching program, and yeah, and that really supported me to quit as well, so With that program, I then created my first online course, which was about creative well-being as well. 
And with the money there, I then was able to cover my first month of rent at a small, tiny studio, at my current yoga studio, actually. Um, So there was a small room available there, and that's where I started seeing my clients. And I really started to come alive again. So I quit. I knew I was done. I knew I was poor. (laughs) I knew I needed to make money where I could, but I didn't let that be the reason that I was going to stop and yeah I started seeing these clients and really started to go okay how can I get my name out there how can I market myself am I going to run more workshops am I going to work with a particular client group and I started to build this different idea of having an online wellness, not online wellness, online mental health support space and mentoring space and then separately an occupational therapy and art therapy company and and that's what I did. So yeah, amongst this was so many Saturday nights at home, a couple of friendships ending when it became... A different dynamic with me not going out and drinking or with me being more confident or with me not being able to um to knowing that the story between us had ended and I was moving in a different direction and it, there's so many friends who that hasn't happened with there's just a couple who you know that they came to you at a certain time in their life in your life And for me, it was like bonding over alcohol and bonding over boys. (laughs) And I had by that time come out. So that changed as well. And yeah, that was a really, really exciting time in my life where I just started doing what I needed to, to get out in the world. And I let myself be broke. (laughs) And then I really started to go, okay, business bank account, setting up with an accountant, setting up some organizational structures, making sure that I have all my insurance, all my registration, all the support that I need to bring this to life. And I started to do it. And I applied for my NDIS registration, got that. I applied for my mental health care plan registration, got that. And before I knew it, things really started to go. So It has been such a beautiful journey taking us up to 2020 of growth and change and letting things go. And following this, I um, then started to launch Rising Minds, which is my signature mental health support program, which is based on supporting people to understand themselves, get to know themselves, accept and love themselves, and then empower themselves with tools to move towards the future that they want so that's an ongoing group program that I run and then what did I do that year I started hiring people that year within our mindful youth which is my occupational therapy company um, and got myself a personal assistant got myself um, an upgraded accountant all these upgraded systems 
And yeah, without going into too many sticky details, I really started to set myself up with the systems that I needed going forward, which was really beautiful for me to do as well as a self-worth exercise. So when we invest in ourselves, we grow. And when we hold ourselves back, we stay stagnant. And more often than not, our business flame dies. So when I felt called to invest, I invested and I invested wisely. So I researched my systems. I researched the staff. I researched who I would outsource things to. And I made sure that I made good choices based on the integrity of my business instead of from a place of panic. Um, And that's really served the business well, which has been wonderful. So 2020 ended with a really beautiful workshop in Geelong, which was my seventh vision board workshop, I'm fairly sure, by that time. And I had really begun to love, uh, not love, I had always loved it. I'd really begun to thrive at this workshop. So I knew that it worked. I knew I could take people there. I knew that calling in your vision and expressing that creatively and having a visual representation of what you want in your world while you've been so tuned into your heart, I knew that that anchored people into the life they wanted to create. And by the end of the year of 2020, our Mindful Youth was thriving and so was the online business and the workshop business. So 2020 was a really beautiful year. It was a big year. It was, you know, the year of lockdowns. It was the year of navigating closing the business and navigating starting up this podcast and also supporting myself through a breakup but it was the year that saw our mindful youth and what's now called tessaloid.com.au really change and really cement itself as um yeah some really beautiful profitable companies so We now come to 2021. I got the vision that I wanted to move over to Margaret River. I hired more staff. I made sure that all our systems were in place. Our clients were supported and I've brought myself over here to explore and to, um, yeah, support the business from over here as well. So my business journey has been a really beautiful, hard, easy, fantastic, scary, crazy wonderful journey but it has all been so worth it and it has also shown me that hard work pays off and the hard work at the start is what gives you the opportunity to have the ease and joy at the end building a business isn't going to be for everyone it's for so many who don't even know that they would be wonderful at it But it's not going to be for the people who aren't prepared to look at themselves, to identify what they're prepared to work on and what they're prepared to let go and then getting really clear on creating a business that feels good for them. That is why and a little bit of how I created my own business, Um, but mainly why why I stopped working the nine to five, why I asked for more and why it was so worth it. And then also why it shows you the places that you may not be prepared to go to 
to create your own business. But if you are, my God, it's so worth it. (laughs) Every day of the week. So that was part one of my business venture with Create Your Life. Um, This podcast app that you're tuning into is episode five. I'm going to record a second podcast for you called... Actually, do you know what? I'm going to leave the name up to my future self, but it's going to be surrounding the mindset shifts and how I actually started the business, what I needed to move through mindset-wise to get to this place. Because if you don't have your mindset straight, it can get really tricky. And that doesn't mean it doesn't fluctuate. It doesn't mean that you won't doubt yourself and cry and worry, but If you are prepared to work on your mindset and not let your old blueprint of business is hard, business is scary, business is not for me, fuck you over each time, then you are going to be prepared to call in what feels really good and do the work and reap the rewards. I always struggle saying that, reap the rewards. I am going to see you over on part two of create your life episode six and yeah I hope you've enjoyed this first half of the business venture and I'm so excited to help you dive into some of the mindset stuff as well so I will see you over there I hope you enjoyed if you feel called to I would love if you could share or rate or comment on this podcast it helps me reach women and men and people who want to learn the skills to create their life and create the business of their dreams. So thank you guys. I will talk to you so soon. I hope you're having a beautiful afternoon or morning, wherever you are. And yeah, big love. Bye.